We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Sheer Nicole Zameda Fire of um let's see people who don't know you tell them what you've done <laughs> so they know that they're listening to quality oh boy. and not some fucking dumpster bitch okay cool 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 um I am a comedian. Yes. And an actress. Yes. And a writer. Yes. And uh, and your best friend. Yes. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. That's what I mean by what you've done. Those are <laughs> you. I didn't tell you wanted me to list my credits or just say what like my deal is. I left it open-ended because I'm a monster. Well, what have you done? I found you in <laughs> 2001 and decided to be become your best friend mm-hmm. and then in 1998 we were like really on that best friend train and then in 1972 we really became best friends yeah we are also time travelers <laughs> <laughs> we once did an improv scene where it was like black people could time travel oh yeah i do remember that and i'm pretty sure a bunch of white people were like i don't know <laughs> if it's okay to ask if it's true can they actually because improv is based in some sort of truth. Actually, one time you said something that is true. That well, for once, <laughs> uh, that plane traveling on a plane is like time travel. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, you're like okay. Anytime you're going from the east coast to the west coast, you are going to the past, past. the future. The, yeah, the past. you're going to the future. Wait, wait. No, because it's like later in on the East Coast. Yeah, so, so you're, you're going back in time. back in time. You're you're going back, <laughs> going back to the future. Yes, and then when you fly to the East Coast, you're going to the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you so much. You have a lot of good plane insight. Thank you. I'm on planes uh, all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, I've been trying to make this into a joke. It doesn't work on stage. But, like, I love the window seat because I love to eat with the shade up so birds can see me living my best life. You got to stunt on those birds, yeah. Right? (laughs) But you you don't think that, do you? 
No, I've never thought about the birds and their level of enjoyment in the sky really? while I'm on the plane. No. You're never in the sky being like, yo, there's a bunch of other shit up here. Uh, I guess I've looked at the clouds. Clouds mm-hmm. are nice. The stars, mm-hmm. the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I could see a thunderstorm. Oh. Like it was like in the distance and it looked really gnarly. That's and scary. It was scary. Can you fly into a thunderstorm? I think you can. I think they try not to. Oh. You ever like pass over a bunch of land that's not being used? It's like mountainous mm-hmm. or like flat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, how can we don't just like let refugees in the country and start their own towns? Oh, that's a good point. Why don't we do that? I mean, I guess the land, if it is barren, I would think, oh, there's a reason people aren't living there. Mm, Arizona is a desert. <laughs> Yeah, is there a follow there? <laughs> <laughs> deserts, <laughs> deserts are not conducive to humans. Oh, but we okay. made the desert okay mm. for people to live in. I see. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, I figured that you would follow my logic. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, anyway. Oh, should we explain what this is? On this podcast, we're going to. What's the name talk- of it? Best Friends. Yes. This podcast is called <laughs> Best Friends. Hi, welcome Susan. to Best Friends. With Nicole Byers and Susan Vega. Wow, we're off we're to a great four start. and a half minutes in and we just did a proper <laughs> intro. Okay, let's try it again. Okay. One, two, three. Welcome, welcome to, to Best Friends, Friends with Nicole, Nicole Byer and Sashir Zameda. Wow, wow, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sheer, I haven't seen you in what seems like years. Um, I haven't seen you in forever. You were just gone for the weekend, right? I was gone for four fucking days yeah. in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, before I left. I was gone for a long time. You were gone for ten full days. It was like a week and a half. Mm. I guess that's about 10 days, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I was right. I was like, a week and a half, so seven plus uh, three and a half, that's 10 and a half days. So I was like, basically there. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was in D.C., New York, and then Toronto. That's a lot of traveling. It's a lot. And then what were you doing? Shows. I did shows at uh, D.C. Draft House, mm. and then I was in... New York, and mm. I was filming this piece for Sam B, which mm. airs on Wednesday. I'm very excited oh, about it. Oh, tune in. You'll have to go back, back in time. Back in time. <laughs> yeah, you got to get on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was doing shows at the Tempe Improv. Very great venue. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But you know this because I call you after it happens, mm-hmm. every time it happens. I keep doing shows where the audience, they, they so unruly. Yeah. It's almost as if they want me to have a nervous breakdown right in front of them. It sounds like you will. One of these days, I just might. When I was in Seattle, someone yelled, nailed it at a punchline. And I fully, I lay down on the stage and I said, why? Why did you do that? I asked you up top. I asked you not to do it during the show. Why would you do that? And then I stood up and was like, I want to push you down the stairs and yell, nailed it. Mm -hmm. And the crowd liked that, but she Mm -hmm. did (laughs) it. It's very peculiar because people will yell at me. And then when I like interact with them, they're like, oh, I immediately regret this. Yeah, I don't know. First of all, none of that ever happens at any of my shows. <laughs> ever. You have the most unruly shows. I was I uh, dropped in on your St. Louis set. Was it, is that mm-hmm. where you were? St. Louis? Um, 
because I happen to be in the area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just listening from backstage, I could not believe how many people were <laughs> yelling at you yeah. all the time. Also, some woman lied and lied said she was and your said cousin. said she was my cousin. She also said her name was Meredith Grey. Hmm. And I was like, you could have come up hmm. with a better hmm. name. That's an iconic Crazy. character from television. Insane. And then I was like, what side of my family are you on? She was like, your mom's. And I was like, what's my mom's name? And she went, um. And I was like, you're just, you uh-huh. lied. She lied. Also, somebody called me yesterday and I was like, hello. And I had a missed call from two missed calls. And then I answered this one and it was an L.A. number. And I answered because, you know, Hollywood might be calling. Truly. You know? Might be a job. You know. Might be a gig. Yeah, it might be a little gig. A little gig of poo. <laughs> uh, and then I hear this voice. that was like, hello. And she's like, Nicole. And I was like, who is this? And she was like, is this Nicole? And I said, who is this? And she goes, is this the comedian Nicole Byer? And I was like, no. Who is this? And then they hung up. Oh, no. And then I called back twice to be like, why are you calling her? <laughs> yeah. Like, just uh, out of curiosity, why would you think it's appropriate? Yeah. I was going to pretend to be a stranger who is not me to educate her that she shouldn't be calling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, I guess maybe I should change my number. I mean, I've been like, telling you this for a while. But here's the thing. If I change my number, they're just going to find that number. People need to start acting better. Yeah. But it, it, you'll at least have more chances to lock down your security before they find your number. Do you have an idea of how they got that number? No. Because I Googled my name and I, I Googled Nicole Byer telephone number. And yeah. I like went through like two websites and it wasn't there. And I said, well, I mean, they really had a look. Yeah. I don't like, like that. I would never look beyond two websites. Also, why do you want to talk to me? Yeah, what what was going to happen after she confirmed right? that that was you? Like, is this Nicole Byer the comedian? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Would you like to be my best friend? Like, no. That slot's already full. She probably would be like, my kid has some cookies that he made, and, and they're Ugh. bad. Put him on the show. Please. <laughs> Please. He, he nailed it. Uh, I mean, you, I, you already know I changed my number. <coughs> mm-hmm. Because um, I was getting some suspect texts. Yeah, and you told none of our friends. I didn't. So then I became <laughs> the gatekeeper of your new number. I still get people, friends, mutual friends, good friends of ours texting us being like, what's this year's new number? And this poor woman, Susan, who's got your old number. Poor Susan. (laughs) I can't believe, I thought there was like a rule where they just like bank that number for like a year or something. They gave someone else my number immediately. Uh Her name is Susan. I think she lives in Maryland. And And she's very sweet. Let me find a message from her. (laughs) Yeah. There's been multiple people who were like, I tried to text you and I got Susan. And, And then she's like saying the nicest thing. She's like, so. Sorry, I'm not your friend. I hope she can do your podcast. Or, sorry, I'm not your friend. I hope you guys can figure out dinner soon. Like she's very, <laughs> she's really concerned that I'm still making these plans. But uh, I don't know. I actually, I secretly hope that Susan starts doing comedy. Like she gets asked to Wouldn't do enough that shows. Be hilarious that Susan was like, I think my calling is comedy. People, People keep, keep asking, asking me to do shows. <laughs> oh dang, I can't find the last Susan text. The last Susan text. But she was so sweet about it. She was just like. It's it's not me. Um, I I would I, be so frustrated. Yeah, I would be livid. I would I, be like, you have to stop texting me. I also got someone else's number, and I don't know how soon after they got rid of it, but like, I think his granddaughter was calling mm. me. Like, she would call, and I answer the phone and be like, "Sorry, wrong number." And then one time she left a voicemail that was like, "Hey, granddad, uh, mom needs da da da." Just like giving a laundry list of things that she needed, and I was mm-hmm. like, I. 
I'm not that person. And then she FaceTimed, and I just didn't answer because I didn't want to FaceTime <laughs> with this little girl. Um, you should have. I should have. You should have. She could have been, like, uh, fun. Yeah. Carefree. There is that, there is that story of uh, some grandma was texting a boy. Do you remember the story? There's, like, a white grandma and a black Oh, they were playing boy. words with friends. No, that's a different story, actually. Oh. But that's also a nice one. Oh, okay. But there was another one where I think a grandma was like, you know, come over 4 p.m. for dinner. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, who is this? And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm your grandma. He's like, that's not, nope, you're not. And, and she's like, no, I am. And he's like, send me a picture. And she sent a picture. And then he sent a picture of him in class where he's like, uh-huh. I'm not, I'm you, not. as you can see, I am not your your kin. And she's like, oh, well, invitation's still open. And then he came over and they had uh, dinner and it was sweet. And they nice. still do it. That's very, very Isn't nice. nice? Um, once I got a phone call and I was like, hi. And they're like, Nicole. And I said, yeah, this is when I was in college and or acting school. It wasn't real college. I don't have a degree. <laughs> uh, and I was like, hi. Yeah, this is Nicole. And he goes, hey, it's me, your dad. And I was like, whoa, what? And this is before my dad died. So like it wasn't like, <laughs> scary. Be like, this is from, <laughs> from the, the other side. Uh, but it didn't sound wild. It just didn't sound like my dad. And I was like, you're not my dad. And he went, yes, I am. And I was like. Dad? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, baby, it's me, your dad. And I was like, wait a minute, you're not my dad. <laughs> and this went back and forth from maybe like 20 seconds, which is like... Too long. Yeah, it's like 19 <laughs> seconds too long. And then finally we realized it was my roommate's dad who had gotten oh. out of... Uh, he was in a situation. He was out... Jail. He was in jail. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not yeah, saying her name. Situation. He got out of jail and... I guess she was in between phones, so she gave him my number. <laughs> oh. oh. And it was just like a whole thing. And she sat there and she was like, is that your dad? <laughs> I was like, Whose dad is it? He says he's my dad, but I'm 100% sure this is not my dad. That's so funny. It was very wild. Um, I was uh, I worked at Disney World for a, sem- a semester in summer This I knew. Yes, this you know. <laughs> you have a habit of springing information on me, and it doesn't make me feel good because I think I would win a contest of knowing the most about you. <laughs> you still would. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know you were born in Japan. Well, eventually that I told really you. really made, that rocked my socks. Man, I was cruising for a bruising. Oh, my lid was about to bust. <laughs> I was, I was, oh, I was pop my top. <laughs> I was going to ride an alligator. I was so mad. <laughs> Riding an alligator. That's not a saying. I've never heard it. I think I made it up. Um, well, it just never came up in conversation. Okay, but you knew I was born in the United States. Well, I guess so, yeah. I assume. So that's what I would assume that my United States friend was born in uh, the United States. Oh, so that's what you have a problem with, that I'm foreign? You're foreign, <laughs> and I didn't know about it. And then you just casually said, we were like in mixed company. <laughs> that's not how anybody should find something out. I'm sorry. That's like parents going out to dinner with like a group setting with their kid, and they're like, we're getting divorced. And it's like, the kid's like, why don't you tell me in private? I think it's a little different. <laughs> I think it's a- <laughs> It is the exact same thing. <laughs> same gravitas, same thing. Well, you treat oh. it with the same gravitas. <laughs> So, man, my knickers were in a bunch. <laughs> my shoes were on the wrong feet. <laughs> I was swimming in a pool with <laughs> no goggles. <laughs> so bad. I was trying to say I was uh, paddling up the river with no paddle. <laughs> is, is that a saying? I think so. I think but swimming in a pool with no goggles is 
also great. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. I was in a pool with no goggles. <laughs> My eyes were all red and burning. <laughs> I needed to see underwater. Okay, so you were working at Disney. Yes, I was working <laughs> for a Disney. semester. And uh, we had these dorms that we could stay in, and, and they had a room phone or like apartment phone or something. And someone called the phone. And I answered, and they didn't say anything. I just heard, and I was like, what? Hello? Hello? And then eventually I figured out they were jerking off. I think they were doing that to multiple rooms. How did you know they were jerking off? Did you hear flapping? I don't know. If, I can't remember. I don't think I heard flapping. I just think I just heard, like, you know, like, Ugh. sex noises, Ugh. pleasure noises. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I worked at Lane Bryant, a man used to call and go, hello. I'd say, hi, uh, this is Lane Bryant. And you go, how big are the panties? I'd say, oh, we have very big panties because it's a plus size store. I was like, I mean, we go up to size 28. And he was like, how big is a 28? And I was like, it's a pretty large. It's the largest size we have. And he was like, what size do you wear? And I was like, well, not a 28. And he was like, okay. And then like that was it. It was very weird. I just love thinking about big panties. I just love thinking about a big fat booty just stuffed into a big panty Ooh, just the cheeks moving and rubbing and, and those oh, big panties those panties are so wide oh, there's they're so just they just stretched an elastic band is so Ooh. thick it's like a slingshot yes oh yeah use it as a weapon big old panties oh, if i leave it in the middle of the street it covers one side <laughs> I can use it as a bed sheet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so big. Oh, cover dumb. my body. Bad <laughs> night with these panties. Um, we <laughs> truly caught up and <laughs> recollected on things. Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, I feel good, too. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, Beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs. Or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the Waterproof Eyebrow Liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little, like, finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. 
Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best friends for 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's a woman who like, she, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, we have a segment where we're going to talk about iconic best friends. Okay, great. Oh, you're gonna use a sound effect? Which one? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. We have a soundboard and we're learning. Yes, we're learning how to use it. So, yeah, okay. Here's our segment where we talk about iconic best friends. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Thank you, studio audience. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a studio. This is live in front of a studio audience. Okay, it's so the first episode. Let's talk about iconic, the most iconic set of best friends Oprah, Oprah and, and Gail. Gail. We're trying to get them on the podcast. I believe it'll happen one day. I think it's going to happen. Word is out to them. Gail, oh, if you're listening, <laughs> please come on down to Earwolf. <laughs> come on down to Earwolf. There's valet. You don't have to park your own car. Uh, you'll get a ticket in classic valet fashion. We got chips. There's chips here. Soda. There's water. Mm. Um, honestly, if you want, you know, like food. I could bring you something. They have a panty story. Yes, because the intro to Gail's old radio show was, I was at Oprah's house and there was a thunderstorm and I couldn't go home. And Oprah said, why don't you stay here? And I said, but I don't have any panties. And Oprah said, you could wear mine. Which is so funny that they thought that was a, like... A relatable best friend yeah. story because I have never worn your panties. And I've never worn your panties. No. I don't even know in what context that would happen. I'd also be like, girl, just sleep here. Like, you don't have to, you really need panties to sleep? Well, sometimes my little snatch gets all, <laughs> gets all rubbed raw. <laughs> Gotta cover it up. The sheets be tearing up my pussy, so I gotta protect it with some underwear. Not the ones I wore today. A brand new pair out of a drawer. When I when I go to sleep, I sleep hump everything, and the panties are good guard to make sure that I don't get too raw. So. Have them. Isn't that disgusting? Raw. To Raw. You. I said that to you the other night. You did. <laughs> I said I was horned up and I rubbed myself raw. You did. And then I was walking with a limp and I had to be like, I did that to myself with my hand. 
Could you imagine? Just my hands. Man, I'm a nightmare. Okay, so Oprah and Gail, the iconic duo. I buy it. They have, I think they're they, truly, truly best seems friends. Seems like a real best friendship. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they just seem to really love each other. Um, I feel like it's like very mutual. And yeah. I feel like Gail is just so pleased and excited by what her friend has done. Yeah, it seems like so supportive because Oprah was, you know, Oprah. Like yeah. the Oprah for such a long time. She still is. I mean, she is. She didn't is, change yeah. her name. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> still no, Oprah. But you, you know, like that iconic, like no, she no, no, was no, no. everybody. She's still that. Don't well, you follow her on Instagram where she gathers fruits and vegetables from allegedly around her garden? I I don't follow, no. Oh, I love it. She's yeah. always presenting lots of fresh vegetables. And I'm like, you and Stedman can't possibly eat this in a week. Hmm. You are just like us. That shit's going bad in your refrigerator. There was one post where she was like, what do I do with all this dill? And people were like, it's <laughs> not, not dill. dill. <laughs> That's what I mean. She doesn't fucking know what she's doing. I love it. I love it, too. I... I also love that I feel like Oprah, like, I feel like her and Gail have, like, the run of the house, and then Stedman has to knock. Oh, yeah. He's, like, in the back house. Yeah, he's, like, in the pool house. <laughs> Can and he's I like, come hang? Can I have dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of eating out a bowl. You ever see the movie Soul Food? Uh, yes. I feel like the uncle who stays in the bedroom, <laughs> and they put the plate down, and then he uses his cane and slides mm-hmm. it in the room. That's I feel Stedman. like that's Stedman. <laughs> He just waiting for somebody to leave him a treat. Yeah. <laughs> Please, can I come out? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Stedman. Actually, I'm not kidding, Stedman. I stand by it. I don't want you on the podcast. Just Oprah and Gail. Yeah. I'm, they're not best friends. Yeah, no one's best friends with Stedman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does Gail have a Stedman? Gail's married. You know, I don't really know. I assume she's married. I also assume she's married. But I don't actually know. And I assume she got married so they could do like couples trips, like just I, because <laughs> she was she didn't actually want to get married, but she's wanted to. Well, <laughs> I started thinking last night. I was like, "Well, Sashir is in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to get married. Mm-hmm. They might have a kid or something one day. I should probably try to find somebody so I'm not the third wheel." I That's like not a reason to find somebody. Yeah, then. yeah, no, yeah. Just you should find yeah. someone if you want to find someone. No, if you find someone. no, no. So like, <laughs> the, like the four of us could go to dinner, and I have this man or this woman, this person mm-hmm. who can like add to the couple conversation. So you could be like, "Ack, this thing we do as a couple annoys me," and then my whoever could be like, ah, "I feel that too." You know, I don't think I do that with other couples. I think we just talk. Oh no, you don't commiserate. No, I don't know what couples talk about. Well, you've hung out with us as a couple. But Was I've it? never been in a couple. But I've always been. <laughs> it would be the same, except you're. I've always been a peeping Tom at dinner with you guys. Just on the outside looking in. That's how you feel? No. When he, yes. Well, no. But that's what it is. No, you're in the conversation. We are talking to you. Are you sure you don't hold things back because I don't have a, a significant other who can, like, uh, co-sign something? No, there's never been a time where I was like, <laughs> get ready. I'm about to say something about my relationship. Oh, maybe I should just hold it in because Nicole wouldn't know. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Also, I talked to you about my relationship, so you already know everything. I know. But, like, there's never been, like, an instance where you're like... I have a real couple thing that we're going to do, and we can't do it in front of Nicole. She won't get it. There might be couples who are like that. Mm. I don't think we're like that. I, okay. don't, I don't think we do a lot of things like a lot of couples. We're pretty, mm. like, chill mm. and 
like slow, <laughs> like slow on progress, I guess, you know, people, I don't know, just when people are like, when are you doing this? Or when are you doing this? We're just like, you know, whenever we don't have like mm. a timeline, but uh, there might be people who are like that, but I don't, I don't, that's not a concern of mine. Mm. We've hung out with other couples where we, I don't think we were talking about being a couple. <laughs> Probably though. Maybe, maybe Honestly, if we were, I wasn't thinking about it. I don't know. I really think when couples get together, they're like, Bah, Barb over here. And Barb's like, ha, 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 you get it, Cindy, right? And he's like, I do. I mean, we just took a couple's trip to Mexico <laughs> with a, with two other couples. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wow. Wow. I told you about this. I know. Oh. I know. I just didn't know it was three sets of couples. Three sets of couples. Six people who <laughs> found love. <laughs> Man, that's wild. And it was uh, mostly what we talked about was like drugs and like, because we were also doing drugs and mm. I don't know, music. And but I don't think we were like, hey, do you guys do this? <laughs> Does this happen in your set of couples? Ugh, then maybe I'll just start observing couples to see what they talk about. Or just, like, enjoy people's company. Okay. <laughs> but, like, when do you think you're going to start doing, like, family things where it's, like, families only? Oh, God. Well, give me a timeline so I can get me a family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll ever do that. I don't know. My man also, like, he fantasized about, like, having a, a commune where we're going to have, like, our kids run around and we all take care of each other's kids. And, like, it's, like, a community kind of thing. But not everyone has to have kids. On this commune. Do you want to be part of a commune? <laughs> it's not a cult. Oh. It's, just, it's just like a, you know, we have a plot of land. I'm rocked. <laughs> I am shocked. My socks have flown off. Are you on an alligator? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm not angry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just shooketh. Hmm? I did not know that you guys wanted to live on a commune. I mean, it's not like an official commune. It'd just be like, we're all living near each other. Oh, okay. If like someone Neighbors. <laughs> so you're yeah, trying but, to get some neighbors but like planned neighbors like we know these people because they've already been in our lives uh-huh. and then it's like you know the it's like a you know it takes a village kind of is mentality. it a gated community no I don't think so is it okay to <laughs> me you know a park <laughs> we're not going to be living in a park <laughs> <laughs> we will have homes <laughs> there will be homes bathrooms <laughs> walls I'm imagining Homes around a park where everyone comes in the middle every morning to talk about <laughs> what they're going to do for the day. Maybe I don't know what a commune is. Um, <laughs> I mean, that could be one version of it. I think it's just, I think our idea of it, also, it may not even happen, <laughs> but it's just like people we enjoy who we want to keep in our life. You're going to send them an evite to, co- yeah, to we'll come probably to send the an commune? Yeah, probably send an evite, like you're invited to this commune. Please, RSVP, <laughs> yes or no, who are you bringing? <laughs> so I do have to have a family to bring. You do not have to Well, you to just said a, that I needed to let you know you who I was bringing. If you are bringing someone, bring someone. If not, you could just be there with us. Okay. And then, like, what would my role be if I didn't bring my family because I don't have one? Um, You could be... The babysitter? Wow. wow. You, you've done it before. Wow. You were a professional babysitter at one point in time. Wow, I cannot believe that a single woman is useless <laughs> in your commune. She is okay, you just can, no, you brushed can, aside to take care of the other people who triumphed and had a child. No, you can uh, be the cook. Wow. Um, this is fat shaming. No, okay. Because I'm fat. But I know. I know, how you, to cook. I, I know you like food. I love food. So okay. All I right. don't know how to cook. All right. So you can be the maid. 
Wow. Wow. This is a hate crime. Okay. Oh, this is it's a not because you're black. I swear. It's not because you're black. You want me to clean okay. up because I'm black. Okay. Uh, wow. All right. You can, you can be the, um, you know, when we're, when all the wives are out of town, you can, you can have sex with all the men. Great. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to be. The commune concubine. That's what I want. All the ladies are taking a break from their families, having a girls weekend. I stay behind and suck everyone's dick. Because someone's gotta do it uh, I'll do it I volunteer <laughs> as tribute that's a very old reference from the Hunger Games, Games by Suzanne Suzanne Summers no. Suzanne Doyle Suzanne, Suzanne Boyle what's, who wrote the Hunger Games please Suzanne <laughs> ah Suzanne Collins okay isn't that wild that I knew her fucking first name I honestly wasn't expecting that filled <laughs> Filled with useless knowledge. I don't know things that are helpful for my actual life. Hmm. But I, okay, here's what I know. Every adult should have a will. And I just sent you that article. You did, well, you didn't send me the article. You sent me a <laughs> screenshot of the article. And now I have to do work on my own to find the article. <laughs> you could have just sent me the link. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're, you're like, see, it is important. And it's just the headline. I'm like, cool. Um, I guess I had to figure out where this came from. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's uh, it's good for every adult to have a will. And uh, I read the article, but also I already have a will. You do, yeah. And you talk about it a lot. And I tell you about it all the time because I keep adding to it. Yeah. And I still don't know if you're doing it right. No. Because you, you're adding, like, instructions, mm-hmm. um, messages. like yeah. <laughs> Shelly Ruse, the woman in... Uh, I like say her name all the time, but it's fine. She's an estate planner. Uh I'm sending business her way, hopefully. Uh, If you do use Shelly Ruse to do your estate planning, tell her I sent you. Uh, Me, Nicole Byer. Anyway, so (laughs) Shelly Ruse was like, Nicole, you can't put instructions for people in your will. And you can't make people do things in order to get things. That's illegal. So then I wrote a will where people have to do things. But, like, they don't get nothing. My sister gets everything. Oh, so you just want, like, a scavenger hunt. Kind of. Mm-hmm. With my ashes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's, like, my best dear friend, um, of course, below you. Um, yes. Because you're the top. Mm-hmm. You're my main... Bitch. Chick. Yes, bitch. Um, but everyone has a like a an activity they must do that correlates to me, but they have to do it with my ashes. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it does sound fun. It does sound like a fun right? thing to plan and thing to do. Right? Because I figure I was like, after people are sad when people die, you know. True. Hopefully, people will be sad when I die. I you think know. So, yeah. Uh, they might not be. Maybe I'll do something real intense before I die. Who knows? Yeah, I hope not. Who knows what the future holds? Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But I figure I was like, people will be sad, but then they'll have to do this like fun activity with me. Yeah. And then they'll have like gone to my funeral where they saw my dead body with googly eyes on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's in my will. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, so that's why I did it. Yeah. But you should just have one so it's just easy for your family. Yes, I should get on that. And maybe I'll hit your person up. Shelly Ruse. Yeah. I got her number. This is like our first plug is an estate <laughs> person. <laughs> and I'm not, we're not getting paid for it. Use this code. <laughs> yeah, use this code. Uh, uh, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> Hashtag BFF. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd die for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Death is um, an inevitable thing that happens to everybody. Nobody lives forever. Why are we going down this road? <laughs> oh, okay. What do you want to talk about? You don't like it? <laughs> well, okay. No, well, we you can talk about death. No, we don't have to. If it's too dark, it's too dark. No, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be. Death is an inevitable road that we all yeah, go down. And we all die alone. I don't know. We don't. I mean, I guess we. Some people don't die. When alone. your soul leaves your body, <laughs> your only thing inside of you is you. There may be somebody physical there, but you better get right with the Lord because you're alone. <laughs> Whoa. Imagine I was a minister and you didn't know it. I'd be so bamboozled. Hoodwink. <laughs> Aghast. <laughs> would you ride a crocodile? I would ride a crocodile. You'd be mad. <laughs> Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Why not grocery shop from the comfort of your couch? With Thrive Market, the no-junk-food, healthy grocery store, you can! Make Thrive Market your go-to for your grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, they restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. Use their on-site filters to curate your own shopping experience to make simpler, healthier swaps. So the filters I use are, I don't want gluten in my belly. So I say, no gluten, because gluten sometimes it hurts my tummy. So I say, less gluten, more not tootin', you know, because sometimes I get farty. Okay, save time and money as the Thrive Market member on every single grocery order on average. Customers save over 30% each time. I love how Thrive Market supports my life and grocery shopping habits. Ooh, they have a Thrive Market brand creamy peanut butter 16-ounce jar. And that's, that's something I like. And then they have Thrive Market grass-fed organic ground beef. Oh, boy. Boy, it's so yummy and delicious. So save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash bestfriends. Thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends. So, okay, this segment is where we... 
take calls, and read aloud emails. Um, <laughs> that's what you chose. <laughs> you chose like doorbell or wait, what is it? Yeah. Chimes? It's doorbell med- melody. <laughs> yeah, because it's like ding dong, we're here and we have our questions. Oh. It makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah, I was I was expecting like I don't know some cheers or horns or like I don't know something real celebratory. Okay. Well, I really thought. Yeah, let me try. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought that was going to sound like. That's. That- oh, is it still doing it? Mm-hmm. Whoa, that was crazy. Maybe. Okay. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Well, you're having too much fun. They could all happen at the same time. Did you know that? That was I didn't know. It was a cacophony. <laughs> okay, yeah. here we are. We're gonna. Should we do an email or a, can we do a voicemail first? Yeah. Let's do a voicemail. I have a question about grown-up friendships. What do you guys think about a friend who you know is mad at you? And you know why they are mad at you, and also they have not told you at all. The only reason you know is because they have conspicuously dropped any future plans you guys have together, and uh, you know that she has made comments to her husband, who you are also friends with. Um, so if you have this friend in question, you know she's mad, you know why she's mad, you think the reason she's mad is pretty stupid, but you'd be happy to talk it out. But she is just not bringing it up with you ever and is sort of steaming on her own. Do you feel like it's your obligation to reach out to her, especially if you think she's overreacting? Um, anyway, happy to know your thoughts. Thanks so much. Okay. Okay. So she really confirms that couples do <laughs> talk about that one person. So my advice is get a family, bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> get you a husband so you can talk about her. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. I I, uh, I, can, I feel this. I've, that's happened to me before. Um, I It sucks because you want to be like, well, if you know the problem, you mm-hmm. bring it up. Just talk to me. But if you're aware that there could be a problem, you might have to be the bigger person and just say something. Did she already say if she said something or not? She said she has not said anything. The only reason why she knows is because the homegirl's, like, dropped plans and has spoken to her husband about it. And then that husband is being a little gossipy (laughs) and came back and told her what was up. Yeah. I think it's totally within reason to just be like, hey, I feel like the energy's weird. Do you want to talk about something instead mm-hmm. of like, because maybe she's not actually mad and something else is going on. Yeah. But you don't have to lay it all out there like, all right, I think you're mad because of this stupid mm-hmm. reason. And maybe you should just get over yourself. Mm-hmm. You just be like, I feel like something's off. And then she can either answer honestly and say there some, is something mm-hmm. off. Uh, we need to talk about this. Or maybe she'll lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this, there's so many re- things that could happen, mm-hmm. but you don't know un- until you bring it up. Yeah, I think. uh I think it's also, I also, I agree with you. I think it's good to bring it up Mm -hmm. if you, especially if you care about the relationship. Yeah. Like if you don't give a shit, like let it go. You'll find other people. There's a big fucking world. But if you care about this person, I think you should sit them down and be like, hey, I care about our friendship. I apologize. If you know the reason, Mm -hmm. 
also actually no do not do not bring up the reason because it so. could be a different reason yeah and then she's like and then oh she's like, now oh, I'm mad about that two things now <laughs> but yeah just be like I think you're angry with me um can we talk it out just because I, I I like you and I would like to keep you as a friend yeah um and then hopefully she'll be an adult and say if she says I'm not mad at you, I think you can be like, oh, well, you canceled plans. And I don't know if it was because you were busy and maybe I'm making things up. Uh, my therapist has said when you because it is a confrontation. Yeah. And when you confront people, you need to put the onus on you. So it doesn't feel like you are like aggressively confronting somebody. So you're like, I feel like maybe I've done something um, and I feel this way because you've canceled plans. Uh, but I feel like it's because it's something I did. Just mm-hmm. like keep bringing it back to you. Yeah. And then hopefully it will, you guys can talk it out. We've had things like that yeah. where I was being distant because your boyfriend had moved to town and I was like, oh, okay. They need time to adjust. So I'll fall back. And then I, I said this to my therapist and Mary was like, did anyone say that to you out loud? And I was like, no. And she goes, why did you think that? And I was like, uh, I'm intuitive. And she's like, you're not. You're making things up. And I was like, mm, okay. Then I called you and you were like, oh, so that's what you were doing. Yeah. I thought you were mad at me. And I was like, no, not at all. Yeah, truly. Because you were like distant and like, I don't know. We hadn't talked for maybe a week. Mm. I don't, it wasn't that long. But, but it was long Honestly, for us. Honestly, probably four days. Yeah. <laughs> it was long for us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird. And I was like, I wonder if she's like, I don't know. I'll just... Feel it out. Also, like, both of us were traveling, so I was like, maybe mm-hmm. she's just busy. I'll just give her some time. No, and just literally in my home being a lunatic. Yeah. Being like, well, can't call her. Also, I also got uh, a clue because you were hanging out with people who are not our friends. <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah, I got dinner with so-and-so. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, is she trying to find new friends or something? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Nicole, what did you do? Well, I took a sewer rat out for dinner. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> well, because your boyfriend's in town and I got to make a new friend. So uh, I went to a sewer, scooped up a rat, and I took him to Cafe Gratitude. And guess what? He was gracious. <laughs> and we're going to go on a double date with you and your boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm dating the sewer rat. I mean, that's a step up from people I have dated. Um, ooh, let's get another voicemail. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. Um, this is fun. Um, so I had a best friend in high school, like most most people. And uh, we had a falling out because she, again, like most people, has a stupid fucking husband who's a dumb asshole. And we got in a fight over him about 10 years ago. And then we stopped talking, didn't talk this whole time. And she sends me a message on Facebook and I don't know what to do. So she says, oh, I'm so sorry. I took advantage of our friendship and I didn't really realize how much weight that it held in my life and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I really deeply loved this person for a long time and, so it's it's kind of been cathartic talking to her, but do we just go back to normal now? Like, she's got two whole-ass kids that I don't ever think I'll ever meet. Like, that, we just have such different lives. We live in different states. She's like a kindergarten teacher or some shit. Like, do we have anything in common still? Like, is this worth the emotional labor? Mm. I don't know. 
I'm stoned. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Oh, I love how she talks. Love her. She's great. She got two full ass kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to be her friend. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Here's the thing. That's really tricky. Yeah. I think again, if it sounds like she doesn't give a shit about this woman, I don't. I actually didn't. I didn't glean that. Glean. Who's glean? Like, uh, I didn't observe, receive. That's what glean means? I think so. I've yeah. been out here gleaning on, a, on sh- some shit. You always be gleaning, girl. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. So what'd you glean? <laughs> well, what I gleaned was that she does care about this person. Mm-hmm. Like, they did love each other. She was upset about being, I guess, cast away mm-hmm. to the side. Or the, the fight that they had that initially broke up their friendship in the first place. Um, and it sounds like... She the the conversation they had on Facebook was cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they can go back to where it was because so, so much has happened mm-hmm. since their friendship. Uh, it's very big of the other person to even reach out and say, "Yes, I realized that I was taking advantage of our friendship, and I didn't realize how much it meant to us, and how much the, the breakup meant to me." So it's like that's very very cool that she reached out in the mm-hmm. first place and said something, and that they're talking, and that it's nice and. I don't think there even has to be an idea of what will happen. You could just take mm-hmm. it day by day, step by step. It's like, you know, if you want to reach out and talk to that person, do it. If you want to arrange a hangout, try it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be like, well, I guess we have to try to be best friends again. Because maybe that's not where either of you are right now. Mm-hmm. You both have grown and changed over years and your lives are different. But I don't think because she has kids and um, she, did she say she's still married to that person? She said that she loved that person. So I don't know if they like broke up yeah. or if they're still together. She just said something interesting to me. She was like, is it worth the emotional labor? Mm. And that to me makes me feel like she has thought it out. And she was like, to rekindle a friendship is emotional labor. Yeah. Because I think when you have a falling out with a friend, somebody reaches out, years have passed. Yeah. You are like, well, can we, mm-hmm. you know, pick up where we left off? Or is it really like rebuilding this relationship? And I think it is more times out of more times than not, it is rebuilding from like zero. Yeah. And that is a lot of work because yeah. there's so much history, but you are starting at a zero. Yeah. Um also you live in different states. She's got, you know, full ass kids. I don't know if you only have half ass kids or full ass <laughs> kids or what your deal is. But um I think it's only worth it if you, if it brings you joy. Yeah. I think if it doesn't bring you joy, then like you gotta you can't. Really you, you gotta just say thank you for reaching out. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I don't think you should stop communication, but just like know that you're not going to be the person who reaches out. Yeah. Is whatever feels good. If re- if responding to her and reaching mm-hmm. out feels good, do that. If not saying anything feels good, do that. But you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. just because you had have this history. Um, but if it feels right, go for it. But I can also understand mm-hmm. it feeling like a lot of emotional labor because. It is. Because I've tried to rekindle friendships where time has passed, and I've realized we're just two separate people than we were when we were friends. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, hard to find just, like, common ground where they would say something, and I'd be like, I truly don't identify that with that at all. Uh, So I get it. Yeah. That's a tough one. I had a friend who we were really close for years, and then— we kind of drifted apart, not even, like, it wasn't even, like, a fight or, like, we disagreed about about things. It was just, like, 
maybe time or growing apart or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of came back. But then, like, she just became a different friend in my brain. So she, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, she doesn't serve me in these ways anymore because she stopped serving me in those ways. She's now this kind of friend. She's the mm -hmm. friend I call when I want to go to dinner randomly on this day. Or she's a friend that I call when I, I don't know, just want to, like, talk for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. But not the friend that I need to, like, be my everything. Mm -hmm. Or, like, who I ask about relationship advice. Like, she's just, like, different now. So she can be a different friend. Just if that's okay with both mm -hmm. of you. She doesn't have to be the best friend again. I've never thought of that. Friends that give you different things. Yeah. I think it's because... I have a very small circle of mm -hmm. people that I, like, talk to on a daily basis or, like, a weekly basis. Then I'm like, give me everything I need. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be bad. I might be doing <laughs> friendships wrong. I don't think so. I think it's whatever you want. I might be a bad. Because I also feel like I have a, a small circle. Mm -hmm. But it's in that small circle, different people have different things. Like, you're... Mm -hmm. The king. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a big dick swinging king who wears a crown, baby. And I have a bit of a limp because it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> like you, yeah, you're truly the only friend I call, text, Instagram. You're the only person I have constant communication with. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people who I have frequent communication with, but it's just different. And we talk about different things mm -hmm. or whatever. And then there's people where it's like, we don't talk that much at all, but you're cool to travel with mm -hmm. and we can do that. Or you're great to like go dancing with and that you're my nighttime friend. Mm. You're my brunch friend. You mm. know, like I have different mm. those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I do too. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Because you know, you have some friends that you're like, I love getting brunch with you, but yeah. I would never go oh, party with you. No, no. Yeah. Because you're not fun. Exactly. You go to sleep on the dance floor. <laughs> If you want to leave us an email or a voicemail, you can email Nicole and Sashir at gmail.com. That's gmail.com. Mm. So, that's funny. That you thought that was the thing that needed to be spelled, like not our names or oh, anything. N I C O L E, the word and. A. Um, oh, it's on N -D. the screen. <laughs> And then Sashir's name. S-A-S-H-E-E-R <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. And then we have a voicemail number. It's 424-645-7-2-boobies-3. Mm-hmm. Two boobies is zeros. Seven zeros is three. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard someone say a number like that? Two boobies? I've never heard Me that. Me either. I hope it catches on. It's funny when you um, hear someone say a word and then spell it. And like the, You know when you say like N as in Nancy mm -hmm. or B as in boy? Mm -hmm. Like the words that they use to say the letters. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's indicative of their per personality. Okay, yeah. spell your name by doing that. Oh, man. S is in snake. Mm -hmm. A is in apple. Mm -hmm. S is in snake. Mm -hmm. H is in hello. Mm. E is in elephant. Mm -hmm. E is in elephant. R as in race car. So I would say about you, mm -hmm. you read the Bible <laughs> because of apples and snakes. <laughs> and uh, God created uh, elephants <laughs> and created man who created race cars. Wow. Okay. You love Jesus. You fucking Jesus freak. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you do yours. Okay. N as in nasty. I as in incontinent. C as in Carl. O as in 
orgasm, Allison. La 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 la. Allison. He isn't elated. <laughs> what does that say about me? That you're fully insane. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That was good. That was so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sashir. Thank you to everyone who called, too, right? Yeah, thank you for Our everyone emailed. who called and emailed. We'll get to emails on another episode. Um, and that's been it for Thank us. you, Nicole. Oh, thank you for thanking me. Wow. And thank you for accepting the thanks and thanking me. Wow, I feel full of thanks. <laughs> Good night, Sashir. Wait, is that not it? Well, maybe we should explain it. Uh, so we, we have <laughs> match- we have matching tattoos mm-hmm. that say "Good Night World" because when we used to get when I lived in LA and you lived in New York, we would talk for hours, and it would usually be very late, and we would end it with. Good night, world. Oh. Good night. All right. No, good night, no, Nicole. Good night, good night world. Was right? It? Was it good night, world? Good night, Nicole. Good night, good night, world be first. And then. Oh, was I th- it? I think. Good night, world. Good night, Sashir. Maybe it was good night. No, maybe good night, Sashir. Good night, Nicole. Good night, world. No, wait. Oh, no. Good night, Sashir. Good night. Good night, world. Oh, wait. Maybe that was it. Good night, world. Good night. Wait, say it. What did you do? Good night, Sashir. Good night, world. No. I think maybe it was good night, world first. Good night, good night world. world. Good night, Nicole. Good night, world. Good night, Sashir. Yeah. Honestly, I do not remember. It's like the minute we got the tattoos, we forgot how to do it. We just and never did it again. Nope. We truly never did it again. We were like, it's on us. We're always saying goodnight. <laughs> and it's pretty bleak too. Like people think it's like yes. a suicide pact. People have asked me, they're like, what does goodnight world mean? I'm like, oh, that like when I'm dead, you can read it. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Wait. Good night, world. Good night, Sashir. Good night, world. Good night, Nicole. That That feels good, yeah. Bye. (laughs) For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon. Wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip, Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.